Praise the Lord. Walking in the fullness of his blessings. Glory to God. That's what I crave. That's what I desire. Amen. You too? Praise God. I'm going to read a scripture real quick. Something new that you've probably never heard before. It's Colossians 3. Are we good? I'm like hearing. Okay. Um, Colossians 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is seating at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I think we've discussed this just a few times. Right? And um, I've had opportunity to practice this. How about you? You had time to have opportunities to walk in this word and apply it to your life? To refuse to think on the things going on around you? Things going on in the world and set your mind on things above? Amen. You know that that also means um, he says uh, set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. Did you know that people are on the earth? And sometimes people kind of do and say crazy things. Don't they? Sometimes. And we can't set our mind on the things that they say and do. If it's contrary to heaven. If it's contrary to the kingdom. Amen. We can't let things that are said by other people hold us back and restrict us. Right? Um, in the heaven on earth encounter um, how many of you were not here for that okay good just a few so you might have no clue what we're talking about tonight but just get in the car and drive with us and you'll be blessed at the end anyway (laughs) it'll all be good at at the heaven on earth encounter um, that we had in November um, Pastor Mark and I and, and, and Ken, we'd had some private conversations and just sharing things and, and um, things that the, you know, the Lord had showed me and we talk about those things a lot. And, um, and so out of his love for you guys, for the people of Life Church, um, he said, you know, people kind of need to be prepared. They need to know what's going on. Would you be open to sharing these things? And um, I said, of course, <laughs> I would. But I knew that it had to be within the guidelines, within the perimeters of a heaven-on-earth encounter because that's what God had instructed me to do and how to do it. And there's a reason why. 
because the heaven on earth encounters um, prepare the whole goal of them is to prepare the man spiritually before you ever discuss anything in the natural um, we have to prepare the man we have to prepare ourselves spiritually before we ever think about natural things and um, and even though we do that sometimes there's still um, some people that you know they're just not open to hearing things they don't want to hear them or you know we talked about in in the heaven on earth encounter I talked about being asleep remember the story I told about when I was a little girl my mom would have to wake me up and and uh, she didn't make me get out of the bed. I was back to sleep as soon as she was out that door, you know, out of my room. And so she'd come and she'd yank the blanket off of me and make me stand up. And the, and I shared with everyone that that I know that that is what God has called me to do, is yank the blanket off of people. And not just not just be a voice that says, wake up, body of Christ, but get up and do something. And the first thing that we have to do is wake up ourselves spiritually. We have to wake up spiritually. And the first thing we, after we wake up, then we have to what? Go to God. We get up and we run to God. We know Him. We get to know Him. We walk with Him. That living, that daily living connection with God is the most important thing. It's the key to everything. It's the key that opens the door to all the blessings that he's prepared for us, knowing him. And I know I, I know that I said this, and so I'll say it again. I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that um, the message that he has me deliver to people is not one that tickles people's ears. It's not meant to be a fluffy little message about heaven. And that heaven's real. It is, but that's not what he's called me to do. And he hasn't called me to just give information. That's not my job either. So I, I have to endeavor um, to listen to his instruction and make sure that it's, it's very balanced in, yes, I'm going to share heaven and keep people starting to get heaven-minded so that that becomes more of a reality for them. But the whole purpose in that is so that you can live in heaven on the earth. That his will would be done here on the earth as it is in heaven in your life so that you can activate heaven through you into other people and advance his kingdom. That's that's it in a nutshell. That's my heart. That's the heart he's given me. And um, so you're saying, well, some of you might be saying, okay, this is great, Melody, what are you getting to? <laughs> um, I am very, very careful that when I minister behind the pulpit um, with a mic in my hand that that I'm pointing people to him and it's not going to stop people from coming 
to hear just to get information. But I still point them to him. And um, he is truly, as we were singing, what it's all about. He's what it's all about. And I want him to be the center of my life. But in the place that God has put me in, in the body, I have such a strong desire that he's the center of your life. It's what drives me. And so, um, I really purpose to not give dates of events of when things are going to happen. That's not my job. And I said that in the encounter. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm definitely not even going to try to take his place. (laughs) Amen. I'm just supposed to wake you up, get you out of the bed, so that you can start listening to him. So that you can walk with him so closely that you get so in tuned to hearing his voice that you're led by him, not man, not what people say. Him. Amen. And so <clears throat> I was very careful to make sure that I, you know, I know I shared some things. Um, And I purposely shared them at the end of the very last service. (laughs) The reason for that was because the spiritual preparation is more important than knowing about those things. And I didn't want people's eyes only on those things. But I know that people came just to hear them. I can't help that. But I can lead you, point you in the direction, in his direction. And then it's up to you. Right? And um, I just, I love what's happening in this church. I love what's happening in people's lives. Uh, You can just see the increase of the hunger for the things of God. The hunger, not just for the things of God, but the hunger for Him. Isn't that, that's just a little different, isn't it? You know, we can get so cliche was saying, I'm hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry for Him. I'm hungry for Him. To know Him even more. I don't ever want to go backwards. I want to always be moving forward in in my relationship with Him. Did you know we can never tap out on knowing about God. I mean, just when we think, wow, that's amazing, then he pulls back the curtains and shows us more. (laughs) Amen. And that's what, you know, I see that happening in a lot of people's lives in the church, and I'm so excited about it, and and prayer, and and, and, and that people are... um, They're concentrating on their daily living connection with God. That's what you're doing. And if you're not doing it yet, I highly, 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 highly encourage you to do so. Because it's the key to everything. Nothing else is going to work without it. You're just, you're going to be off balance. 
You're going to hear things wrong, interpret things wrong. You're not going to be able to hear the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you. So in being very careful in what I said in the encounter, I um, I know that um, I, I actually went back <laughs> and listened to myself, which I really don't like doing. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever heard yourself on a recorder or something? Ugh. Don't like it. But I did. Because evidently, um, there's been a few things that has been said. And maybe um, misinterpreted or taken a little out of the box (laughs) of what I said. Um, Not in the encounter. What, What has happened is in some personal conversations with people Um, and during a a life group that we had at my house um, there was just some things and you may have not heard these things and that's hey that's cool Uh, that way if they come to you you already know right (laughs) Um, because you know there's going to be there's going to be it doesn't matter. There's going to be some people that just go, they're just, because of where they are, um, they've just got some things they've got to get straight with God, you know? So they hear things through critical ears and and judgmental ears and, and that kind of thing. And so it doesn't matter who we are as ministers, what we say. There's going to be people say something about what you say, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm not worried about those. <laughs> really not. Um, I actually, uh, when when we got word of some of the things being said, I asked Pastor Mark, will you let me address the church? Because my heart is that for those that want to hear him and are seeking him and his ways and are endeavoring to set your mind on things above and, and to be prepared spiritually and naturally for the days that we're in, um, my heart's for you. So that if there was some something that was said or misunderstood, I can correct it and get our focus and our eyes on the right thing, what really matters and what's really going on here, and, and let's move on in what he has for us. Amen? And so, um, you know, there was... In one of Brother Hagen's books, Plan, Purposes, and Pursuits, which I highly recommend that book, um, he says this in the beginning. He says, Some people pick up one part of what you say, twist it, and go off into excess and error and create confusion in the body of Christ. There will probably be those who will read this book and take what I am saying out of context and get off into error. However... Misguided people prone to error should not keep us from flowing with what is biblical and right. It should not keep us from flowing with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to teach the body of Christ in this hour. I believe that those who have ears to hear will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this hour and will cooperate with him to help usher in the move of God all over all of our hearts so earnestly. Well, I must have messed up my notes. <laughs> anyway, 
help us usher in the move of God all over the earth. So, um, you know, that blessed me. I needed to read that, and I knew it was a God thing that I came across that. Um, it wasn't a coincidence, you know. And um, so, can we just chat for a minute? Can we do that? Um, I what I shared with you during the encounter, what I said that the Lord showed me. It's it was not things that I perceive or things that I think or. Um, guess or anything like that is things he literally showed me the things that I shared with you and there's things I did not share because I knew that people weren't ready to hear them and um, and so but the things that I did share with you they're absolutely there's no shadow of any doubt I know they're happening absolutely happening and um God gave me some pivotal time frames that things were going to happen as as a sign of where we are. And um, I absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that those pivotal time frames that he gave me are, there's no question. The one thing that I have learned through this process is... Um, I don't have to answer yes or no to a yes or no question. I can just say no comment. <laughs> and um, if somebody would ask me a point blank question, then I think, well, I can't say no, so I have to say yes, and then I'm committing to information. And um, so, for those of you who know me, um, I hem haw a lot. <laughs> And that's why. And and I've learned through this situation that it's super, super important um, that I, I just don't talk about things when I'm not supposed to. And I really didn't go around talking about them. I just answered questions. I just said yes or things like that. And what I'm getting at is someone asked me if the earthquake that I talked about in the encounter... Um, on the the northwest, if that was going to happen in November, because um, November was a pivotal November of 2014 was a pivotal point, a pivotal time that um, God gave me said something very pivotal was going to happen in November 2014. I mean, it was literally written out, um, and so. I heard, and again, I would never say that behind the pulpit. I never claim, I would never connect a date with an event, and I did that on purpose. Um, but evidently, that wasn't enough. And so, in personal conversations, people asked me if it was going to, if what I felt was going to happen in November was the earthquake. And I said yes, because in all honestly, I truly felt that. That is not something God showed me. And that's why it's something I didn't say behind the pulpit with a mic. And um, and I never said that, you know, I'm just 
we're going to get to what he what he did say. Amen. That's what's important. But sometimes you have to clear out things so that you can make room for the truth, right? And so, um, I, I, the Lord did not say, and I did not say that the whole West Coast was going to fall into the ocean suddenly one night, and we were going to wake up, and it was going to be gone in one night. And um, there is a map that is on the internet, and someone um, brought it up on their phone during um, a life group and said, is this what the Lord showed you? Again, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, so I'm like, uh, I'm learning how to respond to questions that I'm not supposed to answer. You see what I'm saying? I don't need to say yes. I don't need to say no. Right? And it is something the Lord showed me. It's not something that I've ever showed behind a pulpit when I'm ministering. It's not something I'm going to... Because it's not about events. It's not about an earthquake. It's about preparing you. It's about preparing you and you being ready and awake and alert to be used of the kingdom when the things happen. That's what it's about, right? And so I never focus on those things. I I really, I, I stay away from trying to focus on those things with people, right? And so, I mean, you guys know. And um, so I was asked, and I said yes. And so um, I, don't, I don't know how you hear things back, and, and that I basically said that that's the way it was going to happen overnight like that, and the United States was going to be, um, and I know I shared this in the encounter, I didn't share the picture. I just shared that the United States would be split and the um, most of Florida would be gone, the East Coast, a lot of the East Coast and most of the West Coast. But I also said that it wasn't going to happen all at once and that it was going to be like a domino over time, domino effect, right? So just correcting some things. Is that is that Okay. <laughs> Um, so, basically, when December 1st came along, other people were not the only ones wondering what happened. Because I really, truly, I thought, with, with what people, other, with what I did know that the Lord showed me, and then what other ministers were saying, and the signs all around us, I thought, that must be it. And um, I'm just here to humbly say, you know what? We, it's just a reminder that we all have to keep our minds set on things above. Because when December 1st happened and the earthquake didn't happen, I said, Lord, I know you told me, I know you showed me something pivotal was going to happen in November. What's up? Nothing happened. And he said, yes, it did. I said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he said, yeah. He said, yes, Melody, it did. He said, you still don't see things the way I see things. <laughs> and so he, 
instructed me to go back and look at what he told me and what he showed me. And I did. And I want to share that with you. Is that okay? Um, I'm actually going to read it. Um, You know, I, I share with everyone... Can I just say this? Don't ever, 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 and 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 I always endeavor, and and I know Pastor Mark. We, you know, if you're really after the things of God as a minister, you endeavor to point people to Him. I do not seek attention. I have never claimed to be a prophet, so I don't know how I could be a false one. Um, but you know, ministers are human. <laughs> And, um, but that's why I wanted to make it very clear that the things that I shared that he said is happening, they're still happening. And the devil loves to get in there and discredit something so that people will let their guard down and kind of get, I even feel it. It's like I've been talking to the Lord about this lately. It's almost like this, this spirit of deceit of, well, nothing's really going to happen. I mean, I've heard that in my own, the enemy saying that to me. Nothing's really going to happen. It's happening all around us. I, I mean, it's amazing that he's trying to, you know, yeah, like, like erase it and say, oh, you know, brainwash us or something, you know. It's a, listen, if you were here at the encounter, it was all about... It was all about waking up and realizing who you are, where you're from, why you're here, and what you're meant to do for the kingdom. That's what it's all about. And the currency of heaven, what do I say? Is love and everything. Everything of heaven is based and filtered through love. And I've, I've preached it. I say it. And I still missed it. So I'm just going to read this to you. Is that okay? This is what the Lord showed me that really happened that I missed. As we continued walking through heaven, I saw many people of many tribes and nations of many colors. I had not realized before that we will still all look different in heaven and still be of different colors, but yet there was such peaceful unity among everyone. We looked different, but we were all of the same blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. I cannot stress to you the richness of the unity that flowed and the immense purity of the absence of any prejudice. Some looked American, some looked Chinese, Indian, African, and Mid-Eastern from places like Israel, Iran, Pakistan, India. But there was such a bond of family relation as we only recognized each as a brother or sister in Christ. We are just a family, a glorious, wonderful family, full of love and peace, one for another in perfect unity. 
It was also very evident to me that there were no denominations in heaven. No division, just one glorious church, not many. Again he spoke audibly and said, Just as it is written, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on me shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. The key word here, Melody, is whosoever. Now as he spoke, I still saw and felt love, but at the same time, he was also being revealed to me as a strong, steadfast, and somewhat solemn. It was translated correctly, he said. Whosoever means whosoever. I do not turn anyone away that comes to me to make me Lord of their life. No ethnic group. No specific religious group. Certain persons with a certain status in life or any group that has formed a division between them and any other people group, saying that they are better than anyone else and the only ones accepted by me. Anyone who calls upon my name shall be saved. Those who think that they are the only ones that will make it to heaven because they believe a certain way other than redemption through my blood and live a certain way are mistaken and strongly deceived. If they do not repent and love all men, they cannot love me. And I will have to tell them I do not know them. For without love, it is impossible for me to know them. Then once again I heard what he was not saying audibly. My spirit knew it instantly. God created his children, his family, and gave his son to get them back after we were separated from him by sin. God did not create religion or denominations. Jesus went on explaining to me that denominations were not just created by man by chance, but they were literally conceived and strategized by Satan and his demons in hell, then mobilized through man in order to bring division in the family of God. The Lord spoke to me very passionately about his kingdom. He actually spoke of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Often while I was there, he spoke of unity and love. Again, he spoke of knowing him and abiding in him and how crucial it is for us to gain revelation of these things in the days we are in and the days to come. He also talked about religion and how far it is from the ways of the kingdom. He talked about the importance of being kingdom-minded, eternity-minded, instead of religious or world-minded. He confirmed that religion is man's ways of trying to get to God, but the kingdom of God through through the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ is God reaching down to man and bringing man to himself. He loves all, died for all, and receives all that comes to him. Then in one split moment, Jesus came up off the ground. Light shot from him like lightning, The ground shook under my feet, and his eyes became like flames of fire. His hair turned white as snow, and I instantly fell to my knees. And this time, when he spoke, it was like thunder. I will not tolerate false doctrine, pride, and hate. Satan has released a spirit of hate in the form of prejudice. Do not be deceived. I will not tolerate my people being rejected and even tormented in my name. Those who do this do not do this for me, as they are deceived in thinking so. I am a just and righteous judge. 
Do not say that you know me when you reject another. Do not say that you know me when you hate another. Do not say that you know me when you take lives in my name. I will not tolerate. I will not. Jesus always points us to the Father. He says what the Father says and does what the Father does. In this moment, I knew that this was the Father speaking through him. All of heaven knew it. Then the angels all broke out into song. He is a king of kings, lord of lords, and righteous judge. May his righteousness reign forever and ever. As quickly as it had gone, the gentle peace returned, the grass began to sway, and once again the sweet hum of the praise coming from everything rose into the air, and he descended back to the ground. There has always been an existence of prejudice on the earth, he said, for Satan himself is hate and division. However, there is a time coming where this spirit will rise in a greater level, and even in the church. You must be watchful that you do not allow the spirit of hate a door into your heart. There is an event that will take place in the years to come that will cause a massive division in the United States. An accident that results in death will be turned into an explosion of prejudice and hate among the people of your nation. This will be a very pivotal event that will launch the division of your country and set the stage for other events that will take place. At first, many people in the United States will not see the magnitude of this event that becomes a case of prejudice, but do not be deceived. The spirit of hate will spread from person to person, city to city, and state to state, like a wildfire in a forest. A house divided cannot stand. When disaster hits your nation, and when disaster hit your nation in times past, the people of your nation would come together. This will no longer be the case because of this event of prejudice and hate that will soon occur. Therefore, the church will be the only place people will find help and love when disaster strikes, but only the church that lives in love and refuses to allow division to poison their hearts. There is no Jew, no Gentile, no black, no white in the kingdom of God. Yet there will be those in the family of God that choose to see their brother or sister by the skin they are in instead of the kingdom they have been born into by my blood. This is a choice of hate and division and will not be tolerated. All deeds done in my name with the presence of hate in your heart will burn like stubble lit with a match. Guard your heart from the poison of prejudice which is hate against your brother or sister. Guard your heart diligently by remaining in the love of God. I do not speak to you alone, Melody, but I have declared these things so that you may know how important this is to me and speak of it when I ask you to. Write this in the book and make it plain. So, I missed it. The thing that speaks the the greatest to the heart of God is the absence of his love. And I really believe that this event that took place a couple months ago, and if you notice, it, it wasn't 
wasn't the kid getting shot that was the event that made this thing explode. It was the court hearing where the officer wasn't indicted. And it's in the government. It's You turn on the TV, it's everywhere. It's going to other countries. It's, it's, it's affecting the world. And I believe it's just the beginning of all the other things that he showed me. And so, Mark twelve thirty through 32. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And so I just point you back to him. Because it is absolutely impossible to love a God you don't intimately know. And if you don't know God, you can't love others. It's as simple as that. And so let's stir up our hearts and, and let's look at what's truly important. And, and, and don't get caught off guard. We're still, nothing's changed. The enemy just wants people to think so. So that they'll kind of slow down. In what? In advancing the kingdom? In living for him? Getting back in the bed and pulling the covers over your head? Ah, I got a couple more hours. Got a couple more years. Don't be caught sleeping. There's several scriptures in the Bible that he warns us. Don't get caught sleeping. I want to be like those brides that are their lamps are full and they're ready when the bridegroom comes. Amen. So let's keep ourselves in the love of God. And the way to do that is what we've been doing here at the church. And what Pastor Mark has encouraged everyone to be doing is focus on your daily connection, your relationship with God. Because that is the key. That's how you will, you can't be in love, stay in love, and walk in love if you don't know the one who is love. You can't give love if you're not with the one who is love. Amen.